Hello, friends. This is Derek Kistner, founder and executive director of the Greater Peoria House of Prayer. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. Whether you're hearing from me, my wife Mandy, or a trusted leader, it's my hope that it would serve you well in your walk with Jesus. Maybe you're listening at home here in central Illinois, maybe in your vehicle, or even somewhere on the other side of the world. However you're tuning in or wherever you are, it's my prayer that what you hear helps you to love God, His Word, His Spirit, His Church, and the people you interact with each and every day. Thanks again for listening, and may the grace of God fill your heart as you listen to the following message. See what it is on the inside. You have given us access beyond the veil. We, we want to see you as you are. And not the not what the world who the world says you are or what we heard that the Bible said or what some other famous preacher said. We we want to see you as you are. Help us tonight to see beyond the veil, to see you, to hear you, and uh, to love you to the fullest. And uh, help speak that through me tonight. Speak it through me in Jesus' name. Okay, um, you guys like jokes? I got some good ones, all right. I've, been, I've had some really good ones this week. So I feel like the, okay, yeah, this one just came in today. It says, I had a dog named Five Miles, so I could tell people I walked five miles. <laughs> but today I ran over five miles. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. Okay, all right. Sad news, I broke up with my girlfriend Lorraine because I was seeing another girl named Claire Lee. But the good news is that I can see Claire Lee now that Lorraine is gone. <laughs> what, one more? Okay. Oh, man. Oh, where did that go? Come on. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. I've got a German friend who's a sound technician. I've got a Czech one, too. Czech one, too. <laughs> all right. Here all week, folks. Not really. Okay. Have you guys had a good summer? Yeah. I've had a good summer. What, what's been good about it? Just shout something out. We're alive. We're alive. That, that's good. Yep. We took a trip to Florida recently. It was the kids' first time, and it was their first time flying, so that was fun. It's been, uh, it's been a year of firsts, I think, for us. I sang a song from a stage with a mic. I can't believe that happened still. <laughs> the church put me up to that one. But, uh, but that, that's fun. That's going good. Um, yeah. So we went to Florida, we hit the beach, had a good time, and uh, stood in some lines and rode some rides and, and had a blast and made it home with, with no trouble whatsoever. But we did wait a lot in line, so that was tough. But uh, You know, some of the things that have been, I mean, I have always, I'm always thinking of something, I'm always dialoguing with the Lord about something, but the, the past, like... I guess few months, but really strong, like the, the past few weeks, is really just like knowing the Lord in a greater way. And I mean, I'm always thinking that, but it's really been on my heart. There was just, there was like scenarios that came up and just different things. And 
sometimes I feel like when we talk about the Lord or we talk about the Bible, it's it's almost like we put it in the in a sitcom kind of fashion. It's like you know, a sitcom is like thirty minutes or an hour, and there's a there's a problem, there's a solution, and then there's a moral of the story, and it's like. You know, we get this sitcom version, or this is the way we we give it to kids down in kids' church or something like that. And one of the examples that I think of a lot is when we talk about Jonah. You know, and Jonah, what, what happens in Jonah? God calls Jonah to go and to preach to, to Nineveh, to save Nineveh. Otherwise, God is going to wipe them out. I mean, they're, they're that bad, okay? So, but when we talk about it, we talk about it in this sitcom fashion a lot. I, I, I mean, I've heard it this way. It's kind of like, okay, what's the problem here? Well, Jonah doesn't want to go. What's, what's the problem? Jonah's being a jerk. Okay, that's the problem. Jonah's being a jerk. Okay, what's the solution? Jonah needs to stop being a jerk. All right? What's the moral of the story? God loves everybody. You know, and so we, we walk away with Jonah's a jerk. Jonah's got to stop being a jerk. Because God loves everybody. That's the story we hear, right? But I think sometimes it's a... That was the floor creaking. I don't know if you heard that. Okay, that wasn't me. (laughs) I promise. uh, Like, this is somebody's life. Like, this really happened in real life. Like, Jonah really existed. You know, God really was walking him through all these things. He really does get swallowed by a whale. He really is having all these emotions. And and why? Is it because Jonah's just being a jerk? Well, Jonah might be being a jerk, but Jonah's not being a jerk for no reason at all. It's not like he's just being a jerk in this vacuum and we can just kind of throw in there whatever we want. So the question is why? Like what is what is Jonah experiencing? Because in real life so you're really experiencing something and you know you have real emotions and uh Maybe you, there's a history, like you, you have, the, the, Jonah has a history, Israel has a history, and there's a, there's a context of which the story of Jonah is written in, and there's a timeline, and on that timeline, Jonah fits in this place where he's, He's right in there with Isaiah and those guys. And Isaiah and those guys, they've been, they've been talking about this captivity, this, this nation or this country or this city that's going to come down and is going to ransack Israel. It's going to, it's going to kill some people and it's going to take the rest of them in captivity. And it maybe, maybe Jonah is like, and, and everybody else, they're wondering, well, who's it going to be? I mean, God hasn't really said exactly who. They just know somebody is coming down, okay? Somebody's going to come down. They're going to take them captive and beat the tar out of them in the process. So you're thinking, huh, okay. Well, who, who are the possibilities? Let's see. There's Babylon. They're pretty tough, okay? Nineveh, those guys, they're pretty tough too. Probably in the top five. So if I'm Jonah and I'm thinking, like, okay, God's gonna, I, God wants me to go speak to them, and if they repent, great. If they don't, He wipes them out. Wait, wipe them out? 
there's a country that's coming down and it's going to only take us captivity to beat the snot out of us. But if they don't get saved, God could wipe them out. And if they're wiped out, then they're not around to come down and attack us. Possibly. Possibly. Not saying that's for sure. It's just a possible scenario. So there's just a little bit more than Jonah being a jerk here. Possibly. Right? You guys tracking with me? It's more than just a sitcom with a, a problem, a solution, a moral to the story. Okay. I, I, I say this like almost every single time I preach, but I think it's like a valid point that just kind of opens our minds to things. Like, it's, how many wise men came to see Jesus? We love to say three, right? But nowhere in the Bible does it say three. It says that there were three gifts. But we've heard that it's three 10,000 times, and we need to make some kind of show of it in the children's play. And so we just send three guys out there, and each person gives a gift, and it's good to go. But on the quiz, we answer three, and we just it's just not there. Okay, how about Saul became Paul? And Saul became Paul. You ever heard that one? <laughs> the truth is, is that Saul and Paul are the same name. Paul is the Greek name of the Hebrew name Saul. And if you're going to Roman, Roman colonies or places owned by Rome to preach to Gentiles, you're going to use the Roman name, your Roman name. It's John, Juan, same thing. Okay. Uh, how about this? The Lord's Prayer. Why do they call that the Lord's Prayer? Did anybody ever wonder that? Like, is Jesus really going, uh, Father, forgive me of my sins as I have forgiven those who have sinned against me? <laughs> did, did Jesus sin? I don't think Jesus sinned. Probably, I mean, I'm, I'm guessing, unless I missed something. Did you guys catch any place that he sinned? So, it's not like this is, this is huge, but it's just little things that we think that we've heard over and over that aren't true. But it just it gets us to thinking, like, if we, if, if we got, like, little things wrong, maybe we got a bigger picture wrong, and maybe there's more that we can explore, you know? Maybe the thing that we've heard over and over, like, if we read the Bible and just get all of our preconceived notions out of our mind and read it and listen and dialogue with the Lord as we go through the Bible, what does it say? You guys ever read that book of Job? I read that I read that again here recently and uh it just messes me up every time I read it because it almost feels like God is a little cruel. Do, do you ever read that and feel like God is a little bit cruel? Nobody nobody? <laughs> Maybe I'm the only one. There's a few heads over over there shaking their head, yes. Uh Got, got a little bit of honesty in the room. <laughs> I'm just kidding. If you maybe you got the right idea when you read that, um, but I, I'm looking at that and there's like little things in the book of Job that that just that really mess me up because it's like it starts off. It says that Job is a righteous man, and the way that the Lord is describing. Uh, Job to Satan, you almost feel like Job can do no wrong whatsoever. But obviously Job can do wrong because he's a man, okay? He's a person. And he keeps saying like, he's so righteous, he's so righteous. But then at the end, God is rebuking Job. So it's like, okay, he did nothing wrong, but now you're rebuking him. What did, 
What, what did he do that he didn't do? <laughs> you know, it's like giving your kid a spanking because he didn't do anything. What did I do, Dad? Nothing. <laughs> oh, Dad, you're so great. You're so awesome. You know. And the part that really gets me, too, is like Satan in the beginning, he's like, yeah, of course he worships you, but stretch out your hand against him and he'll curse you to your face. And the Lord's like, you may stretch out your hand against him. So Satan's like, you stretch out your hand against him. The Lord's like, you stretch your hand out against him. No, you. No, you. No, I said you. So in the end, it ends up being the devil that stretches his hand out against him. But what does Job say? He says of the Lord, he says, you give and you take away. You "You give and take away. You give and, you know, we all know that song. But we see that the Lord give, but did he take away? It was Satan that stretched his hand out against Job. So does the Lord take away? I don't know, and I'm not trying to put the answer in your mouth uh, before, you know, we heretic. (laughs) But it does say, God does say to the devil, you stretch your hand out against him. So I don't know. Did Did the Lord give and take away, or did the Lord give because the devil took away? Did you ever think about that? Like... I know that's hard because Matt Redman wrote that song, and we love Matt Redman. And but I, I'm just saying, like, what is what is the Bible saying here? I don't I don't know. I don't really know the the answer. I'm really perplexed by this, and like, I feel comfortable in the complexity to look at this and not just like repeat what I've heard people say or try to read the Bible as I've heard it said. I mean, I'll take, I'll take hints and I'll take help and I'll take everything like that, but I, I really want to get what it is that he's saying. And is, how, how righteous is Job? I mean, he's, he's righteous, and yet there's these other things in his life. Like it says that... He fasted because his kids celebrated and they might have had something to drink. And if they had something to drink, they might have had too much to drink. And if they had too much to drink, they may have sinned, so I should fast. <laughs> like, wow, that's a, that's a lot of ifs there. And then later Job would say, everything I, I feared has come to pass. It's like, wow, you, you really like sat around fearing that all your kids would be wiped out? You really sat around fearing that like like all your livestock would be wiped out? I mean, Job, he had a couple of warts for worry there, I would say. I don't know if he opened a door for, for the enemy to come in or what. I mean, we're just, I'm just exploring here. I just want to explore together with you guys and just like, what is this? You know, do we... Do we hang with the, it's hard to imagine God is good, or is there like something else in the mix here? And I, I, we're calling this message tonight, now, now my eye sees you. Because in the end, after the Lord rebukes him for doing nothing wrong, I guess, 
<laughs> he must have done something wrong, you know. But I, I, I think it's like that Hebrews too. Like in Hebrews, it calls about these heroes of the faith and just talks about how awesome and amazing and righteous they were. And every single one of those characters, like in the back of our minds, we're like, well, I know what that guy did wrong. I mean, <laughs> But the level of grace and forgiveness is is just huge. And so, I don't know, maybe it's like God, God, says, God, God deals with Job in one way, but to Job's enemies, he's like, yeah, that guy's a righteous man. He's just a, a super righteous man. Um, that's a possibility. Are, are we tracking here? Do you, do, you, do you feel me? You give and take away. I don't know. Okay. <laughs> okay. But I think like I, I say this not just to like poke at ideas or poke at people's theology, but it, it's like what he it's like what Job says. After he goes through it all, after he, you know, debates with the Lord, and I think he's righteous in debating with the Lord and like pressing the Lord for why is this happening and I know you're good, but I don't understand and I don't get why this is. Like the Lord really is dealing with the fear aspect on Job but Job comes through it all knowing the Lord like on a just a much deeper level. Now my eye has seen you, okay? I think for us today, I just see and I hear, I see, I hear tons of fear, you know, with everything that's coming down, with the, with the, the elections that went on, with, with COVID, with the vaccines, and there's just all this fear, and there's even like fear in our prayers that we say just about normal things, like, you know, we went on vacation, or just, just all the time, and it's like, yeah, we're going on vacation, oh, we're just pray for safety, we'll pray for your safety, we pray that you won't choke on the peanuts on the plane, that the wings won't break off with the turbulence, that when you go by the alley, a hand won't reach out and grab you and beat you and kill you. Like, we're going on vacation. <laughs> you know, we kind of want to have some fun. Maybe pray for fun, you know? <laughs> it's like you, the first thing you say is generally the first thing that's on your mind, the first thing that's like, you know, kind of your, your, your position in life. You know, that's what, that's what comes out. Like the main idea of the way that you think usually comes out first. And I'm not saying it's wrong to pray for safety. I just think that sometimes we, we pray it first and foremost and just take it too far. And, you know, like, that wasn't on the brochure. <laughs> it looked like a fun place to go. Now I'm not so sure. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you, you heard those prayers where now you're kind of afraid <laughs> because they were supposed to pray for you, but now you're a little freaked out because you didn't even know about all these potential dangers, but they just prayed, you know, against... Anyway... <laughs> you know. But uh, yeah, pray for people to have fun too in the midst of that. You know, if somebody goes on a mission trip, pray that souls get saved. Pray that the, the gospel extends, you know. Please pray for safety. You know, obviously there are dangerous situations that happen, but, you know, be safe. You know, probably doesn't always need to be the first thing on our lips, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Why? 
What's that? Why is it the first thing on our lips? That's a very good question. And, you know, that, that, that brings up that, that scripture. It says a lot of in the last days, or not in the last days, but it said things are coming down the pike in which people will faint with fear. They're going to faint because of fear. Okay. I think it would like, I, I think it would help if we just began to practice not being afraid. If we just in the little things, you know, in the little things, have fun on that vacation. Yes, please be safe, but have so much fun on that vacation. Just in the little things and begin to, to prepare our hearts, prepare our minds. If we're, if we're in fear now about the little things, you rest assured that we're going to be in super big fear about the big things. You know what I'm saying? Um, like, you know, vaccinations and I don't if, if you're in this place right now where like you thought maybe that there was a chip that could have been the mark of the beast like please hear me out you 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 were at that place for a reason and um, what whatever you heard whatever your experience in life has been um, you you were there for a reason and that's okay okay but if we're if we have an ideology in our head that God is such a God that worship could come through a chip that is inserted inside of us, like, is he, is he really that good? Like, okay, if, if we turn the tables and we said, uh, there's a chip that just came out that could cause you to worship Jesus, we would think that was incredibly bizarre, would we not? Like, <laughs> You can't, you can't make somebody worship Jesus with a chip. Why not? Well, because worship is an intentional overflow of my heart unto the Lord. Well, worship is worship. And why does the definition of worship change simply be because the, the beholder of our worship changes or the one that we behold? It's always an intentional overflow. Always. And... To know that God is good, and, and I'll back up here for a second. If we get, if we have the idea that it's take the chip and it will cause us to worship the beast, then we're putting an unnecessary fear on ourselves because it's quite the other way around. Worship the beast, and congratulations, you've now received this reward called the mark. I, I said chip. The Bible doesn't say chip. It could be a chip. It's possible, I could see that, but worship the beast, congratulations, you now receive the mark to be able to buy, sell, and trade. If we get those out of order, we're in constant fear that something could happen to us accidentally that could cause us to take our love from the Lord away. Does that make sense? It's not that easy. Like, God doesn't have any oversight. Oh, I see that one there went like a ton of my followers right there I could have solved that one so the issue here is like we need to put we, we need to have more faith in God's ability to save us to secure us to protect us than we have in the enemy's ability to deceive us and, and uh, draw us into fear that was the short version. <laughs> and so, 
Tonight is prophetic night, and you're wondering, how does this transition into prophecy? Okay, I'm wondering the exact same thing. But I think, <laughs> but I, think I got it. I think I got it. So prophecy, we, we, we've been trying to get other people involved and, you know, get everybody to play the game, you know, to, to get everybody's hands in the mix. And so in the midst of doing that and, and doing it on, in, in other venues and whatnot and seeing in other places, it, it, everybody likes to go for the word of knowledge, and the word of knowledge is like something that that person currently is, like right now, who they are. And the word of knowledge is wonderful. That is, that is, that is prophecy. That is hearing from the Lord, and I love that. Um, but I want to try to challenge us tonight to uh, to look into the person's future, and 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 give them a picture of what the Lord is saying about their future because the Lord is going to give us like good things about our future and even if there's struggle he speaks of the overcoming you know what I'm saying it's like even if there's a hardship in your past the Lord sees past that hardship and he comforts you in a way that tells you 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 can get through this you can get past this and so what I would like to do is for us to pair up with somebody and just begin to bless their future you begin to just speak blessings over their future. And as you're speaking those blessings, be listening to the Lord, what he's saying about their future. And be able to, to do more than just speak blessings, but to speak the things that the Lord, that you're hearing the Lord say about their future. Does that, does, am I, does that make sense, Holly? She's, she's really good. She'd be like, you didn't explain that quite clearly. And I'm like, oh, yeah, you're right, I didn't. But did I leave anything out? How, could I, how can I say this that people would get it better? Mm-hmm. You could say, too, like, I, mean, I don't know if you mean to say this, but don't be afraid that you'll mess up, you know. Oh, absolutely. Okay, so our aim, our aim is to pour out the love of the Lord on the people, Okay. And so, um, you're, no, you're fine. What was that? Let God use, Let God use you. Yeah, the, the Lord lives inside of us, right? And he wants, to, he wants to speak through us. He wants to speak out of us. And so we want to let him do that tonight. For more messages like this one, please visit our online teaching library at gphop.org teachings. If you found this free material helpful in your walk with God, please prayerfully consider a generous donation. To give, please visit gphop.org slash donate. That's gphop.org slash donate. Thank you, and may the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ richly bless you today.